0: Welcome to Vacation Station, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey everyone, welcome to Big Blend Radio's Vacation Station travel show. Every fourth Tuesday it is time to talk with Debbie Stone she's an amazing travel writer. writers traveled all around the world all across the country, and she joins us to share her latest adventures now today uh, we're doing a two part series because she went to the Azores islands of Portugal now i'm probably not pronouncing it the way they do in Portugal, so I apologize but I'm going to do the best I can and she can give me some insight when she gets on here. Uh, we're going to be doing part one. So today we're going to talk about Terracera. and uh, then part two. So stay tuned for the next part will be about Sao Miguel. These are two beautiful islands, volcanic in nature, a lot of good food, some pineapples, some amazing architecture, beautiful views, and uh, she really has a good time. So uh, her articles are up on blendradioandtv.com. You can see them there, and really, all the links are in our show notes. So check that out. So welcome back, Debbie Fire Monkey. We call her Fire Monkey. Sorry, I was being very good about not calling you Fire Monkey, but I can't help it. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I know you can't help it, so you know. <laughs> you know, I do Let call you be. FM too because we always talk about you know FM. So now I'm like FM Fire Monkey, Debbie it's 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 a mess but it's good but yeah. listen you went talking about monkeys you went hopping all around these volcanic islands that sounds like a yeah, good time they're, they're
1: they're they're wonderful they really are a beautiful uh set of gems right in the, the middle of the atlantic and they are part of portugal um although they are like just a, probably a less than maybe two hours about two hours from the mainland from lisbon which is where uh, I went to from Lisbon, I flew to Tercera, and then from Tercera, a short hop over to Sao Miguel. Now, people from uh, uh, in the US who might be interested in going nonstop and direct to the uh, Azores would uh, go from the East Coast, like from Boston to Sao Miguel, which is the largest of the islands. It is about a six hour nonstop flight. So you don't have to do, you know, you can just go right to the Azores if you want. Wow. Otherwise, if you are in Portugal already, you can go from Lisbon or from Porto, for example, and then go to the islands. Um, mm-hmm. But in any case, they are absolutely spectacular. They are uh, breathtaking in terms of their scenery. Uh, they have so many interesting traditions and customs. And, um, you know, it's, it's definitely uh, a, a very kind of wild and wondrous uh, place, basically. And there's nine of the islands, major islands uh, that you can visit. And I chose two, Terceira and São Miguel.
0: Okay, and Terceira, what I think is very interesting. So when you talk about, um, you know, direct flights uh, to Portugal or to these islands, right? right? From the States, from back East, like Massachusetts, like I know I have friends over back East who are all Portuguese. That is like a huge Portuguese community and another huge Portuguese community I know of is in Central California in Tulare County. And um, I've got friends over there that are Portuguese and I keep going, I want to go to your festivals. They look so fun. <laughs> like all the decoration and the dresses. And I mean, the, it's like Mardi Gras, right? In a way, and you know about yeah, that. It's, you, it's, yeah. it's beautiful. It's a colorful, colorful place uh,
1: to visit. And the people are very warm, very hospitable.
0: Well, there's two things I know about the Portuguese, three. Good bread. They love mm. seafood. And I know you got into that. And they know dairy really well. And oh, um, very so good. you said in your article about uh, Terceira Island that there were happy cows. We know about happy cows of California, but you found the happy cows on the island of Terceira? <laughs> yes. So maybe they brought that happy cow goodness to California. That's where they are in Central California. They're like, oh yeah, we're going to put some Portuguese spunk in these cows. You know, make them happy. So you know, well, it's
1: it's you know dairy. First of all, dairy is huge in the Azores. They are like, uh, uh, and dairy cows, and there are more cows than people on the island. But they are a a special uh, breed of cows called the Ramo Grande breed, which are what they call happy cows because they simply get to just graze and just enjoy life on the land. And the government gives the farmers um like a subsidy so in order to keep them so they can keep the breed alive because of the heritage reasons. So, you know, not surprisingly they look really, really happy.
0: <laughs> oh, this so. is my land. Yeah. They're, they yes. took ownership. Yeah. Yeah, That's you amazing. know, so they're, they're, they're definitely very, very happy.
1: Um, but I do want to mention that I did get help to go to these islands um, with a lot of um, resources, a lot of arrangements that were made um, through a company that um, people might be interested in learning about, which is Archipelago Choice, which okay. uh, specializes, um, they do several different things, but the Azores are one of their top specialties and they do personalized vacations to the Azores. So if you are interested in wanting to explore any of the islands, they will help you make those arrangements. They will provide you with a wealth of information, um, guides for you to access private guided uh, trips and um, accommodations and transfers and all those things. And they were incredibly
0: helpful the website that you have on your articles azoreschoice.com that's right. the one that pe- AzoresChoice. choice so it's a just because i can't pronounce azores. anything yeah azores a-z-o-r-e-s yes. choice.com did i do that part right because <laughs> i can't pronounce yes. anything yes. until i've been there yeah yes B- well listen yes. and
1: people can yeah they can either go on that one which takes you directly to their the their website specifically with the azores if you go to the archipelago choice you you will see the azores as well but you also see that they do uh, several other destinations oh my. in europe
0: that's awesome and i will get why did i go to azores i was on Azores. like i don't know i've, I've got my own pronunciation <laughs> and it's like we are in iowa right now when we're recording this we are in uh, Oh, <laughs> Makoka. Yeah, it took me a while there because every time everybody asked me, Where are you going in Iowa? I'm like, Makamaka, like, <laughs> can't. Ma-ka-ka-ka-ka. now I can do it because I'm here and I have yeah. to have people, you know, it's different when you're in a place. So, Right. I want to tell everybody in the Azores, I'm sorry for not pronouncing you correctly yet because I haven't been there. And if you want to be correct in pronunciation, the best thing to do is to get your skis there. So azoreschoice.com, <laughs> go check it out. Uh, and also read uh, Debbie's article, um, Fire Monkey's article up on uh, blendradioandtv.com. but um, Your photos and everything, its it's really amazing. Am I right? I, I know we want to talk about the region, but am I right about the food, the cheese, the, the breads and the fish? Yes. Am I right about that? Uh uh-huh. Oh, absolutely. You
1: know, first of all, it's a it's a, a you know, dairy is, is a strength on the island in terms of so you're going to have wonderful, wonderful cheese, you know. Mm. And then, you know, the seafood, because, of course, you're, you know, on an island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. So you're going to have incredible seafood. And then something that you have there that they're very well known for in Portugal, all over, are their pastries. So, you know, that is another uh, wonderful treat that people uh, enjoy when they're there. So, you know, I was happy as a clan because, as you well know, I'm a pescatarian and I Mm -hmm. love my seafood. And so, you know, the fish, everything, you know, the fish, the shellfish, everything was was very tasty and delicious you know it, so it's it's one of those places that i i believe you know has everything in terms of whether it's history or nature or culture and then food and wine
0: i like it i like it now let's talk about volcanoes it seems like yes. the scenery is amazing where you were um, just in regards yes. to exploring the area so you've got history and volcanic amazement absolutely happening. it's you know
1: th- these are volcanic islands and so you've got um one of the few volcanoes that you can actually descend into which is called Algar do Car and if i pronounce it Carvo Carvo um anyway it's it's this incredible formation where you can go deep inside and you see the stalactites and the stalagmites and you see the basalt that was dumped through when the lava came into these caves and then there's this huge area that they call the cathedral because It it has great acoustics, like some of the caves that I've been in before that they can actually hold concerts in. Um, So that's an amazing uh, area. And then there's something called the Black Mysteries, which is where the lava came out of the volcano. And so you can see it geographically, you know, blackened areas. And at the time, years ago, people weren't able to explain what everything was, these lava streams. So they called it the Black Mysteries. And you can take a, a hike around the area. You can look at the volcanic, uh, volcanic domes. And, you know, the one thing I said in my story, which is, is important for many people, is you don't have to worry about encountering any snakes because there's no snakes on the Azores, none. That's wild, <laughs> isn't it? After all your hiking in the world travels, yes. the snake country. <laughs> Absolutely. So that, that is truly one of those, you know, special Special places uh, that uh, visitors like to, to visit is to see the volcanic uh, formations, and the other that you mentioned, which is history. And history is all over the place. Uh, the main town on the island is called Angra, um, and people call Angra do Herosimo or simply Angra, but it is the most important city uh, because it is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It was previously the capital city of Portugal years ago and uh it was given that name because it was a location um and also uh it it means in translation angra is like a cove or a bay so it's it's describing the location as being a strategic place uh for routes for shipping routes for traveling routes for exploring routes Um, it also was given the name uh herosimo i'm not pronouncing it correctly Mm heroismo uh which which has to do with being um heroic the citizens were very heroic and so the queen maria ii gave that name because they were defending the island against the spanish so yeah so it's a very picturesque very colonial charming type of town all black and white mosaics um colorful painted buildings you know there's a lot of churches and monasteries There's a lot of convents and um there's a statue in the middle of the town of Vasco da Gama, the explorer. You know, the I famous love that.
0: <laughs> I love Vasco da Gama. I mean, I go back to my life in South Africa and, and um, went to yes. the true, there's the Cape Point and then there's the tip of South Africa, right? Or a tip of Africa. And they'll go, that's the actual tip. And then there's actually the one where Vasco da Gama came up ashore. And I've been to both and as a kid growing up, learning the history of South Africa and to be where he was. And then now you are in his town. Like, dude, I know you're not a dude, but you know what I mean? I'm excited about that.
1: It, he, he, you know, he got there amazing. only because he, he, his ship was, so the ships were heading um, towards the, they were heading and they weren't necessarily heading towards the Azores, but his brother Was gravely ill, so they headed towards the land, which happens to be the Azores, and they got out on Terceira. And he died actually in Angra, the city there, and is buried there. And so Vasco actually spent uh, a bit of time there. He was, uh, you know, grieving for his brother, but um, yeah, there, you know, there's a lot of shipping history, there's a lot of exploring history. You know, Portugal and its explorers were very famous, and. So, you know, you feel like, okay, you're in the middle of history. And what's interesting though, is if you look around at the architecture, you think that it is very historic. And what it happened was an earthquake that happened in 1980. So it wasn't that long ago. And it destroyed really a big part of the area. So the people decided to uh, preserve the majority of the original architectural features, but then create what they could based on what they knew hmm. from what it existed so that it would look the same as well. So there is some that is, is still intact and then others that was created to uh, you know, look like it did before.
0: Hmm. Amazing. So this is where all the colorful buildings come from.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you get, and, uh, and, and you get to, you get to look at the bay from this town and you see this beautiful bay and we were told by our guide that you know this is a bay that has like a hundred shipwrecks in it because you know it's 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 like an underwater underwater archaeological park. So you know it really was a big transatlantic pipeline you know for maritime traffic. So it is kind of interesting to know that you know what's at the bottom of the, this bay, this sea, you know.
0: And, and then you've got caves. I mean, there's like yeah. it, it's it's. It's neat because when you think about coastlines and that black volcanic rock and then the hiking, I mean, the walking area, going on walks and hikes, that had to be a highlight for you. I mean, it's just, it's amazing to me. Did did you think, I mean, I know we're going to be talking about um, Sao Miguel next on part two, but did you kind of feel kinship to Iceland in a weird way? Um, a little bit,
1: you know. There, there is, there are some similarities, you know. Definitely. Um, mm. Of course, the weather is the weather is very different. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, they don't get that extreme extreme cold. It's fairly moderate uh, on the islands, although it can get uh, windy. But it, you know, is fairly moderate temperatures. So it is not like Iceland in, in in that respect at all. You know. Um, but it is, you know, there's the volcanic formations, and uh, there is that sense. And it's, you know, every island has its own characteristics too, which is kind of interesting. So, you know, people who visit several of the different islands get a taste. And, and it's not like it's not like a cookie cutter situation where every island is going to be the same. No, they're very distinct and very, very different. There is a very large uh, mount. Mount Brazil, which is uh, quite well known uh, because there's a castle there and it's at the foot of the mountain. And this was a a large, large fortress, the largest of its kind outside of Spain. And so it's now an extinct volcano. So you can go hiking all around this mountain. It's a protected landscape. It's a natural park and it has beautiful, beautiful vistas. So Mm -hmm. a lot of visitors like to go visit uh, Mount Brazil and uh, walk around there.
0: And then at the end of it, you can have you know some liqueur made with passion fruit or pineapple. I think that's cool. (laughs) Yes, and and then there's the tea cake there. There's like the the island has its own tea cake. This is cool. Yes,
1: own pastries, you know, and that's the one one of the wonderful things I think. You know, it's just the the dosa de vinaigre, which is a kind of that that's like a dessert that has kind of like a rice pudding but the pastries this one that is like the small little cake light it has it's made of actually potatoes and spices and it it really is so delicious and also the original traditional tea cake which you mentioned uh which got its name as a tribute to the queen amelia she was given it on her first royal visit and she loved it so it was named in her honor so you know the pastries are really every time i had a chance to try a pastry it was definitely something that I did.
0: It's a good thing there's hiking out there, right? That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Reading you your just article. keep moving.
1: Yeah. Move, yeah, move, move, move. You know, be active, be active. You know, if you want to eat, which you always do when you travel, at least I do, when you want to try everything, you know, just keep walking and and, uh, and keep, or keep paddling. moving, you know.
0: Keep paddling, yeah. keep walking as Debbie <laughs> does. Right. But, but listen, listen, this is the other thing. I want to talk about where you stayed um, this is a historic hotel that dated back to the 1600s. Like you are in the West, right? You are in in Santa Fe, and when you yep. talk about the West being historic in regards to hotels and lodging, La Posada is one of the most historic inns, if not hotel, in the country. When you think back yep. to the history of the La Posada, right? If I recall, Absolutely. that history is really significant, and when you think of 1600, that's pre-America, you know, in regards to non-indigenous, you know, for thinking about colonialization and non-indigenous. Um, so I, I just got to clarify that. Um, so when you think about 1600, staying in a hotel from a building of the 1600s, do we get to see that in America that often? Not really, <laughs> I think the 70, the oldest building We've stayed in a bed and breakfast in Pennsylvania in the Brandywine Valley was in the 1700s. And then we stayed in Benjamin Franklin's niece's house in the seven, from the 1700s in Connecticut. That's the oldest we've been in. So... Yeah, well, this, I, you know, Europe, you, you see a lot of old, old, older history
1: because America is quite young in comparison uh, to Europe, you know. So this hotel, you know, sort of... The King of Spain actually once stayed there, and we talked to the woman woman who is the owner of it. And um, you know, it's it's beautifully decorated, very classically. Um, So it it you know you you feel like you are really in a part of history. This building and it's uh, you know nice and spacious, comfortable. Nice breakfast. uh, You know, has a lovely pool, and you know it's 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 a great place to stay to kind of soak up the atmosphere. It's right across from the water as well, the sea. And so, uh, you know, very nice location. The city center and very peaceful and uh, very quiet. I also wanted to mention that many, most of the time during the year on these islands, people can swim in the waters. Um, mm. So the, the on this island, you know, a lot of the beaches are very rocky, but there's a place that's called Biscoitos, which has, Natural swimming pools in these coves, and so the locals have built these like little platforms, and you can um, get into the pools that way. And they're outlined with the black rocks, the volcanic eruptions, and so it's quite scenic, quite beautiful. And we were there, and um, you know, we saw some people in the water. It was a little bit; uh, it wasn't uh, very hot outside, but people. Our guide told us people swim all year
0: round. Oh, that is amazing! That's so lucky, right? To be able to have yeah. that, you know, Absolutely. as we all know, <laughs> when you right. travel this country, <laughs> you could get a little cold and nippy, right? It's like, uh-uh, yeah. no. So that's amazing yeah. that you could. It, do you think? Yeah, I mean, because it's volcanic too, and so it's almost like you have hot the geothermal. It's like having hot springs where you are.
1: Absolutely. And when we were mm-hmm. talking about
0: food, I forgot to mention that there is
1: a culinary specialty which is called alcatra and it's extremely well known there it's like a beef stew um which has a lot of different like you know has wine and garlic and some spices and uh, it's cooked in a clay pot for about six to seven hours until tender and we went to a special restaurant there um that you know you can have that and it's it's, it's really a specialty item um, and, and, and so that I wanted to make sure that people understood that that is something that's quite popular.
0: And it's cool because it's seasoned with wine, garlic, and spices. We like that. <laughs> and it's interesting, going back to the South African culture, which is an amalgamation of Portuguese, German, Dutch, um, French, right? And all these different, you know, and then you've got also the different uh, African tribes, right? And, but the poikikos, right is a dish that, um, and you've been to South Africa, I don't know if you had poikikos, but it's something that you would go to if you went to a barbecue, Was called a braai um, over there, would, they would do sausage, which was buravours, uh, which is farm sausage, basically, farm meat. And it's the it's almost like boudin in Louisiana a little bit, uh-huh. more yeah. than what we yeah. have as sausage. And it's just a little bit fattier, and it's cooked with everybody wants to put beer on it. I think men just want to drink beer and put beer on everything when they're cooking it, honestly. Um, <laughs> but poikikos is a very Dutch tradition, so we think about Dutch oven cooking. So mm-hmm. you've got to think also about this dish. Al- alcatra, Al- alcatra. How do I don't know if I'm pronouncing it. Say it again. Yeah. Alcatra. 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 Yeah, alcatra. Yeah, uh-huh. alcatra. it's very similar in that everything goes in this pot and is slow cooked um, a lot of times underground in this dutch oven pot kind of thing and we call it dutch right. oven cooking in this country over there it was just poikikos but you've got to think these two cultures got together and one had the pot the other one said i got the rump let's put it in there. <laughs> See what comes out," because you know everybody lived in the same you know new place together right i wonder right. about that and i didn't know the portuguese did that too so that's kind of interesting to me um, I know it was, you know, the Dutch oven. Everybody knows about those. But like I, now thinking about that dish being a, an amalgamation from the two cultures. It's interesting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. making me yeah. a little homesick, you know, just saying. And <laughs> a little hungry because I love good stews, a good stew yeah. that simmered. I mean, you can take the worst cut of meat and the worst vegetables and make something delicious out of it by just right. simmering with the right spices and wine. See that when you drink wine while you're doing it. So that's eight hours of <laughs> wine drinking, everybody. Or, or maybe you have a liqueur made out of pineapple. That's the other thing. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. I wonder if they brought the pineapples over to South Africa. There's whole regions in the Cape for pineapple farming. So now I'm wondering about the Portuguese bringing them over. I have to go back in my history from my school days. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, but it's true. Okay. So everyone, we're going to move on to Sao Miguel. And that's S-A-O Miguel. And uh, everyone, again, Azores, Azores Choice.com. I want to say Azores. But AzoresChoice.com is the website to go to plan your uh, vacation over to the Azores. And of course, uh, Debbie's article is in the show notes. We're going to go to part two now. And everything will be linked up in in all the right places. So you can follow through on to the thread. So uh, everyone, uh, Debbie is here every fourth Tuesday. We call her the fire monkey because she is a fire monkey. She hops over hot geothermal volcanic coals when she goes to the source and <laughs> that's what she does but you can keep up with us at bigblendradio.com are you ready for part two let's go i am <laughs> all right